We all have big dreams, but far too often, we never give them a chance to come true. Well, that all changes today. Welcome to Just Keep Learning, where we'll help you develop the right mindset, be more productive, and learn more effectively so you can accomplish anything. Here's your host, Justin at Just Tries. Our guest today has built an incredible following off of a few viral videos, but most importantly, off of an absolutely incredible mission. We talked about getting into self-help and personal development, how to be successful as a creator, and the most important lessons he wants to share with the world in order to live their dream life. Now, please do not forget the Z in welcoming to interview 46, Joe Dreams. First off, thank you so much for being on the show today. Every time I see content that really inspires me and talks about the idea of dreaming big, I have to reach out whether we cut an episode or not. And in your case, you definitely stand for the idea of dreaming big and pursuing dreams. So I just want to first off say thank you for coming on the show. And secondly, ask you to introduce yourself like we know what the idea of Joe Dreams is, at least the name, but kind of who are you and how did you get to this point in your journey? Hi, hello there. So my name is Joe Dreams and I love back massagers. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe in using the power of music and dance and film to inspire people to live their dreams because recently I just posted a video and it went viral. Just like most videos that go viral, there's a lot of negative hate comments in there. And and as I was reading those, it dawned upon me that this is one of the reasons why some creators stop creating is because of the negativity they get. And so I want somebody to listen to a Joe Dream song or attend a Live Joe Dreams event and be like, hey, I could keep going even amongst all this stuff. So that's why I do what I do. And I've been making music since I was in high school. You know, I grew up in San Diego, California in a family of four. And I grew up in the majority white neighborhood. So I had a really unique upbringing. And I I remember when I was growing up, I always wanted to find a place to belong to because I didn't even, I didn't really feel like I belonged in the environment that I grew up in. Same thing with the school I went to, same thing with the church, churches I would go to. And I finally feel like with Live Joe Dreams and what I'm working on building right now, that this is, this is the community that I've always wanted to be a part of. And I finally feel like this cause is, is where I'm supposed to be at. So We'll go more into it during the episode, but nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. And for sure, we'll go into it. One of the things that often comes up is the idea of the early years, the sort of like growing up, if you will, and that idea of early school, high school, elementary school. So you already brought that up. You shared that you didn't feel like you belonged. When it came to the school experience, though, what are some more of those memories you have? Like, were you uh, what somebody might call a good student? Like, did you like school? What was school like for you in a little more detail? So I was definitely the class clown for sure in most of my classes. Matter of fact, my citizenship grade was so low that I actually didn't walk on stage when I graduated. I remember my last day of high school, it was while everyone else was walking, they had all the kids who didn't have a high citizenship grade. They had us all sit in the classroom and I knew I was going to graduate already. And so what I did was I said, you know, forget sitting in here. I just left, hopped the fence and just left. And that was the last time that, that I was in high school. Um, but before then, 
high school was just like just trying to figure out where I fit in and whatnot. But since I was one of the only African American kids, what I did was I gravitated to the other minorities at the school. And unfortunately, those happened to be the kids who were getting into trouble as well. And so I remember when I, when I first started making music, I was making music about just the most of the stuff you hear now, like on, on the playlist, like Rap Caviar or whatnot. And, and I was totally not living that because I'm you know, living my, you know, over here living with my mom and my dad and, you know, a nice home and, a, you know, a white neighborhood. But I'm like rapping about all this all this nonsense. And so I just remember that, but, but it was in high school to where one of those friends that I would hang out with and like, this is like the friend that you would smoke out of, out of an apple with, you know what I'm saying? And one time he texted me and he said, Hey man, I have this mentor that wants to meet you. And I was like, what? You know, like, what do you mean? And so he said, you want to meet you at Starbucks? So we meet at Starbucks. So I get to the Starbucks and then I see my friend and then he's sitting next to a guy in a suit and he has a laptop and everything like that. So I shake his hand and basically he shows me this presentation and it ends up being this network marketing company. And then they invite me to their conference. And so I, I go to their conference and and as, I, and as I'm sitting in this conference, I see Robert T. Kiyosaki. He's an author of this very popular book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And he, he goes up on stage and he starts talking about personal development and, and, and just about success and different mindset. And I remember what he was saying was really resonating with me. And I ended up getting his book and a few other books. And that's when I really started the journey on personal development and self-help. And then eventually, I, I, and then it became my obsession, right? I, I just reading and like even now before this i was listening to tony robbins right before i went on this call and everything and then once i became an obsession i'm like imagine if this was the main music that was playing on the radios like for when it came to hip-hop and and whatnot and imagine imagine if these things that i'm learning imagine if there was a way to make it fun and make it catchy and make it entertaining and make it something that people wanted to engage with because i would share a book with a friend i don't know if you've ever read a self-help book but you probably have judging by the motivational quotes you had on on your wall and everything like that and you share it with a friend because you 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 see them suffering and you want them to to get to the next level because you've seen you you can see the solution in the in the, what you're reading, and then you share with them, and then you see them next week or the week after that, and they're like, "No, I didn't read it. I you know I got busy with this, I got busy with that." And but you but if you ask them, "Hey, but did you check out the new Taylor Swift album or 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 Travis Scott album?" and they're like, "Yeah, I I you know I I listened to that like five times," and so the light bulb came off of my head of, "Hey, imagine we got I got to find out how 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 to get this message." into into the space because it's changed my life and you know how i see it is look the people who are really successful like if somebody is a billionaire or somebody is you know you know adding value to the world or 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 figure out this new thing and they took 30 years of their life to come up with it and they wrote a book about it in like 200 pages when i get through that book or that audiobook in a few days like i just saved myself a lot of time and that would be great and i'm very fortunate to have discovered a lot of this in my 20s and and younger but i know there's a lot of people who go their whole life without knowing this kind of stuff and they'll never pick up a book but they will go on tiktok and they will go on instagram and they will go on youtube and they will go to the movies and they will go to theme parks and so those are all the ways that we plan on spreading the cause so I want to ask first, I know you think it's possible because you're doing it and you're making progress too, but this is something I've thought about a lot. You and I are very, very similar in terms of our mission and 
for me, I call it like edutainment. I've always, since I started the podcast, since I got on social media, which really wasn't that long ago, I've always been trying to figure out how do I make it more entertaining to learn real, actual, helpful things. In my case, it's mostly around growth mindset, like willing to put yourself out there, be vulnerable and learn. And of course, dream big, but I find it hard to make it entertaining. So I do know that if I asked you a dumb question, it would be like, do you think it's possible? And your answer would be yes. But what do you think is important to remember for other people who want to create edutainment? Well, it's just like what what Tony Robbins says, like people don't want to be educated. They want to be entertained. So you need to be an entertaining educator. That's pretty much what he said. And that that really resonated with me. And so one of the ways that I go about it, and you can model this perhaps, is I ask people what their dreams are. And whatever they tell me, then I might ask some follow-up questions of, hey, what do you feel like is one of your greatest challenges? Or why is this important to you? And whatnot. And then I'll do a freestyle about it and make their dream come true. Right? And people message me almost on the daily because if you look on my on my bio, it says DM me on your birthday for a freestyle. And so what I do is people say, like, hey, it's my birthday, Joe. Can I get a freestyle? And I say, yeah. Uh, what's your dream for the your next year? Well, my dream is, you know, I really want to graduate and, and uh, you know, get straight A's and all that. And then, okay, you want to get straight A's. I already know you're going to succeed with your grades and you're going to get a nice job, going to get paid. And you're going to buy your mama some lemonade, you know, and just do some. Uh, just to do a straight up freestyle about their dream. And people love that, right? People love that so much. And that is one of the ways that I've done it. So along those lines, am I putting you on the spot too much to do one of those right now? Sure. Tell me a dream that you have for this podcast. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just that, you know, millions of youth listen to this show and that they learn something from it very meta and similar to what you're sharing, that they have those moments that they pick up something in an interview or one of the episodes that we put out that helps them go down maybe a different path or just pursue something that they didn't feel confident or capable of pursuing before. Okay. And, and why is that important to you? When I was growing up, I had a lot of social anxiety, but more so anxiety in the sense of like acute panic and depression and had a really like kind of dark way of thinking when I was a teenager and really struggled with my own mental health along with that. And maybe because of it, I don't know, but I really lacked confidence to pursue something like starting a YouTube channel or pursue like my true fun goals because I kind of felt like those weren't for me. And then when I was teaching youth who were going through the same thing, I really, really, really loved being able to give back because I had the empathy for what they were dealing with. And I realized in like my 20s that all of these things, these goals, like there's kind of like a formula. And if you stick with them, you can achieve success. But I realized watching teenagers in my day to day job that they really felt like I did, that it's not possible for them. And so I see a lot of overdose, a lot of suicide, a lot of really challenging things in my career. And it is because I really believe that when we pursue Joe dreams, then a lot of those things get better. Okay, gotcha. All righty. Let's get it. So you said you had some dark thinking. It felt like the ship was sinking. You didn't really know where to go. Everything was getting so dark, it was cold. But then you came across the self-help and you found that it was good for your mental health. And you want to share for all the other people who are so depressed, they fill it with all the evil. And you got them kids in the jail cells 
and they feeling like they're going through hell. And so you want to share this message, making fun of entertaining. Because, you know, you got to fight against Satan. So I already, already know your mission going to come true. And everybody who is feeling blue, you're going to make them feel bright. My brother, I believe what you believe. You was right. <laughs> Let's go. That's so good. I, I mean, that's that's impressive. We've all seen people share freestyle videos on TikTok or, or IG, but I think being able to see it where people know it's live and are listening to this being like, yo, what's he about to do? And then that happens is, is really cool to see uh, because it just shows that, you know, I wasn't planted here to make things up to tell you what to do. So that's amazing. And actually leads to a next valuable question, I think. When it comes to freestyling, that's something that I've seen a lot of people struggle with who maybe are good writers and can create hip hop music, but they can't freestyle. How, like, how do you do that? Unlock some of that for us. Well, it has to do with faith. You have to take a leap of faith. You just have to believe in yourself and you have to believe that you are able to do it. For example, when I used to go into the studio before, before I learned my process, I used to write it down. I used to write down. So here was the here was the logic, and here's this might be your logic, and it makes sense. You book a two hour studio session, so you only have two hours, and the guy who works there is always mad at artists for not being prepared, and so you're like, okay, so let me be prepared and let me write down everything I have to say before I get there, and so when I get there, all I have to do is recite the lyrics, and then I'll be fine, and I'll be able to finish my session within the time that I need to get it done, and it makes sense. Right. But what happened when I did that was I would be thinking about what I'm going to say. I'm going to be thinking about what I'm going to say in advance. And I might have wrote that a week ago. And then when I get to the studio, then I'm in the booth looking at this list, trying to recite it and try to you know, say it the right way. And what I would always feel is like the next day. I would be like, oh, this, you know, I kind of want to change these things about it. And then I would go back to the studio. And then the, the person who's working there is getting mad because they have to keep opening up the session and, and sending to me again and keeping open up and sending to me again. And then a week would go by, a month would go by, a year would go by. And, you know, your, your friends and your family would be like, yeah, that's so good. But then you just, you're not getting the results you wanted. And it's like, something's not, something's not working here. And so one day I had the studio session that it was like unexpected. It was like kind of an unexpected session. So I didn't have the time to, to write anything down. And so I'm like, you know, but I'm just going to go there and I'm going to figure it out on the spot. Once I did that, everything changed and it ended up being the best song I ever written because I trusted myself. And what I ended up doing was I, I deleted my entire discography, every song, off of Spotify and I redid them and I and went and this time in hours what took me weeks and everything like that I, and then now I can knock out like a whole song and like like well I could write it a, a whole thing like in like 30 minutes or so but like you know it's to to you know trace it and to do the dubs and the ad libs and the, you know to line everything all, all that stuff probably takes about an hour hour and a half for the whole process but now it's like boom 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 I can knock them out and knock them out at professional quality that they need to be to like play on the radio or play wherever just just by trusting just trust that you can do it and not write things down that's one of the that's one uh, of the things that that stops people from being able to freestyle as well is they don't trust that they can do it without thinking in advance of what they're going to say but inevitably what happens when you're thinking about it in advance and you say it, it comes out flat it, 
you know, it, it, it comes off not the same way, a little contrived or it feels like something's missing. It might be hard to put into words, but yeah, that's what I would say. I'm reading Rick Rubin's book right now, The Creative Act, and that's something that he really talks about many times in his career about the fact that we can't put it into words, why it's good, even though it's often less perfect than had we perfected it. And that sometimes when artists perfect something, they almost have regrets that they want to go back to the 75, 80% version and kick it with that again, because they realize for some reason that they can't put into words is actually better. And that's literally the chapter that I was reading last night when he was talking about that. So that, that's super cool. Uh, in terms of inspirations, like getting into hip hop specifically, you know, some people who inspired you in the past or current, who are people that you look up to and that you learned from in the hip-hop space like what like what i was saying when i first started listening to hip-hop that was during high school and that's when i was hanging out with a lot of the you know like i was saying like people were getting in trouble and stuff and so i was listening to what they were listening to so i was listening to like a lot of lil wayne a lot of gangster rap i was listening like wiz khalifa was my favorite artist at that time i i was listening to let's see uh, nwa just most of the mainstream music that was during that time that's like all i was listening to pretty much all day long and i and i later learned the impact that i was having on my mind just like the impact if you have soda and, and a burger and fries every day right that would have on your body and so now you know i can hear it and i hear it in passing of course and you know there might be some events where people play that type of music but i don't go i don't seek it out anymore i don't go looking for it like i used to because i understand the, the impact that had on my mindset because i want to be the best version of myself and, and feed my mind with good positive things that are going to strengthen it and they're going to help me so i could continue to spread the cause as far as hip-hop nowadays i enjoy a lot of christian acts like lecrae and like uh there's some other great christian acts like here in the light that i really like his music is uh annie Mineo's great and i really like how they stand for something that's larger than themselves i think that's what really sets them apart and that's the type of artists that i really enjoy if artists who have some they believe in the cause and they're just using themselves to be a mouthpiece of that cause mm -hmm. and in terms of how you learned the craft did you learn by copying and that's evolved into you being able to put all the pieces together now that you have the skill set. Who were people that you kind of learned from as far as the craft goes, maybe beyond the lyrics? One, I got to give a shout out to Jules, who uh, helped me out with just learning about the process of recording myself and how to get good takes and, you know, lining up and how to record myself in a session and how to put the settings on and how to do the technical aspect of things. So that was huge. And how to line, how to send the session to, a, a, to an, an engineer professionally. That was great. And then I also read some books on songwriting and reading books on screenwriting, which is a great idea for writers to do. Because you'll understand, you'll learn a lot more about story, and you'll learn about that, which translates to music. A lot of people don't think about that, but I I read a couple books. I'll I'll throw out there. I know most people aren't going to read it, but maybe there's one person who's watching this who's going to take it seriously and who really wants to take the songwriting to the next level. But you must read, whether you're a songwriter or a producer, you must read the Addiction Formula. I forgot the name of the author, but I've read it like at least seven or eight times, and I've taught it 
to other artists in Zoom calls. You know, we had weekly meetings where they would show show their they would read it and then go improve their work and then show us again. And it really did make a difference for them. It'll teach you about height, tension, how the how the energy curves work, why. It's it, it, taking the addiction formula, taking why things like coffee or sex or drugs are addicting and applying that to your songwriting and using examples from the Billboard charts of the last 30 years from when the book was written. So that is a must, must read, especially if people aren't listening to your whole song or if they're tuning out or they're skipping or you know people are they're saying they're not feeling it. And you ask why, you should, why, what's going on? And they can't really put it into words. You need to listen to that book if you're if you're serious. But if not, then, you know, whatever. I would highly recommend that one. And then another one I would recommend is Writing for Emotional Impact. Writing for Emotional Impact is a book on screenwriting, but all of the things that he's talking about there can also be applied to your songwriting about coming up with a logline, right? And Or, you you know, coming up with a logline, how they do for movies, and you coming up with a logline or a mission statement or for your music video or for your your album or your your project and by having that mission statement it'll help you come up with ideas especially if you're collaborating with other people so everyone could be on the same page when they come up with ideas it'll it'll be through that filter and help boost your productivity and that's just one of the reasons to listen to that but those are the two books that i will that i would recommend for anyone who's serious about taking their songwriting and their music video screenwriting or content screenwriting to the next level I'm definitely going to check those out. A lot of times people share books. Naturally, we all do podcasts and resources. And then a lot of most of the time with books, if they're in the self-help personal development space, I've kind of heard of them at least and read them. But in those cases, somehow those two have escaped me. So I will be at least one person that's definitely going to check them out because both those things really interest me. Uh, You did some teaching there, which is nice because if you just dropped the titles, I would have asked you like, well, what are kind of the main themes of those? Which I think you already covered, but along the lines of teaching, if I were to ask you to create a class for, let's say, high school or college age students that was in your favorite thing to teach, what would that topic be? How to turn trash into treasure. I know you're going to follow up, but I want to mention one thing. A couple episodes ago, the name of his TED Talk, our guest, Terrence McMahon, is How to Go from Broken to Beautiful. And it's just, it's a beautiful story that he has of his life, but that's also an amazing phrase. Where does that phrase come from and what does it mean? Well, one, it was inspired from this uh, this book. by It's called The 50th Law by Robert Greene and 50 Cent, actually, wrote a book together. And Robert Greene is the author of 48 Laws of Power. It's a popular book in the self-help space. You might have heard of it or The Laws of Human Nature, which is another must-read. And that book, they talk about turning shit into sugar, but I just altered it into trash and a treasure. And what that mindset is, I, I, and I combine that mindset, what I've, what I've learned from Tony Robbins once again, is life happens for you, not to you. So everything that's happening in your life is supposed to happen and it's happening for your benefit. And having that mindset, turning trash into treasure becomes natural. Like for example, like somebody leaves a, somebody poops in your comment section, right? And you can poop back or you can use that Right? You can use that as, as like, you know, to come up with something playful or, or whatnot and, and to win them over. Or one one way is I remember when during the, the Padre season, when they were in the playoffs, I took a leap of faith and went to New York and 
performed outside of the Padres Mets game. And so I popped up on this bridge and just to put it in perspective, this bridge is about the, the length of a football field. And this thing has over 30,000 Mets fans and maybe like 12 Padre fans, right? That are crossing this thing. So imagine performing the enemy's team's theme song for 30,000 people coming across the bridge after they got eliminated from the playoffs. So, <laughs> so I, I decided to put my camera, <laughs> I put my camera, <laughs> uh, I turned my camera on and everything like that. And then I, I start performing Slamdy. Hey, go, we got any Padre fans up in here? And, <laughs> and then there's a, this, one of those Met fans goes like, fuck you. And, and he like pushes me off of the, um, off of the speaker. And then it creates like this whole scene, but then I just get right back to performing. And if you look in the video, I was smiling because I knew what that meant for my career, what just happened. And when I posted the video, it went, it just went crazy viral. Like they were writing articles about it and ended up getting me like on like television and everything like that. And the video got like over like 20 something million views on my Facebook account. And then other accounts were posting it and it was just nuts. And I was so excited. And everyone else in the comment section was just like, so mad and angry and pissed off about the whole situation and i'm like if anyone should be mad it should be me right but i'm gonna be <laughs> like the happiest man ever because as soon as i got back to the hotel room i almost cried when i saw that video because i knew that this was video was going to change my life so that's that's just an example of having the mindset of turning trash into treasure because the, what is the how is the average person going to react if you read the comment section most of the comments are somewhere along the lines of oh well if he had pushed me I would have busted a cap in his ass, right? Or if he had done this to me, oh man, I would have lost my mind or I would have pressed charge. I sh I, you should press charges or, or all that other stuff. And, and it seems like that's how most people think, right? But if you do what most people do, you get what most people have. And, and you know, 3% of the people in the world owe 97% of the wealth. Like, you know, only a few people out of most artists are successful or, or being who are making it in this world. So I'd like to look at who those people are. What are they doing? What are they eating? What are they thinking? And I, I try to, and, and model those people and make it my own to the best of my ability so I can get what they have and get the results that they have. And so that's where that's where learning trash and a tre uh, tra treasure came from. And I would love to teach a whole course on it. Matter of fact, that's something I've been thinking about is like, this needs to be in schools. And I feel like once I, I have to, once I package this and, you know, put it out there, I believe that this will be something that many schools would really, really, really benefit from and would be a really high demand for. But yeah, that's, that's what I would teach a course on. Of all the episodes that I've done, I mean, there's many amazing people to collaborate with, and I have loved every single interview we've done for different reasons. And of all of them, when you share things that are on your goal list or ideas like that, we are so in alignment. It's like just unbelievable because that's kind of like a, a textbook or a course or something like that, that I want to be in every single school is exactly along those lines, you know, and I'm sure we could kind of build out that curriculum forever. Uh, we could co-host a podcast, you know, or something like that. That's on that exact topic. Like there's so many different ideas that are just always in my head that you're kind of bringing up, which is pretty special to hear. Yeah. Well, yeah, it could be like, well, well, I was thinking, Mo, well, you have your own thing going on, but I do have a vision for a Live Joe Dreams podcast and me being the found, not, I'm not the founder of this cause. I'm just of this, of the Live Joe Dreams company, right? This cause has been around for 
for, since the beginning of time, right? Of wanting to, you know, do your, you know, what you're passionate about and whatnot. But I'm always looking for new ways to spread the cause. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. And one of the ways is through podcasts. And I have been on the lookout for, because I, I realized that, you know what? I can't do everything, even though I want to do everything. I have to stick to, you know, my 80-20, right? I have been on the lookout for people who believe in what I believe and who are in alignment with the cause who could do something like that under the umbrella of Live Show Dreams. And that's the reason why I paused at first because I'm like, oh yeah, he's doing his own thing. But that would be cool because he does believe in what, you know, seem like he would be a great candidate for what I had imagined. I mean, some type of ongoing collaboration for sure is in our future, you know, God and universe willing because it's so aligned. Like I've never mentioned that on another episode. So we'll definitely talk about different ideas, big or small, because I don't think you can have enough teamwork when it goes into that topic. You know, that's the main thing. I think being able to set your ego aside and just pursue these visions and stuff is definitely, definitely something we'll, we'll definitely be talking about hopefully forever in different ways. I just wanted to ask quickly when it came to the idea of going all in and going there to that Padres game on the road, you went all in. What do you think holds other people back from that idea of going all in? <laughs> well, this is going to be a, a, an interesting response, but it's the questions that you ask yourself. That's what that's what caused. And what do you mean by that? Because it's where your focus goes, because the type of questions that somebody like that will ask is, what if I run out of money? Or what if it's too cold? Or what if I get hurt? Or what if, and then they put their, wherever focus goes, energy flows. Another quote from Tony Robbins. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. If you're putting your energy on there and you're putting your focus on that, how are you going to feel? What kind of ideas will you have? How less likely are you to take action if those are your thoughts? And so what I like to ask myself are, how can I spread the cause? Or who needs inspiration there? Or you know, how can I really take advantage of the situation? Or what is the best case scenario? And it, yeah, of course, it's good to consider the what could happen. But there's a difference between considering it and just completely like, like there's a difference between dipping your toes in the water, right? And getting a feel for it versus like diving all the way in. And I feel like when people weigh in into that mindset, becomes very hard for them to swim out of that water. And so what I what I like to do is is just focus on how I can have a positive impact on people's air. You know, and and one of the things that was going through my mind is this is a great opportunity for me to toughen myself because I'm going to invite a lot of antagonism. And man, if you were standing next to me during that time, you'd be like, man, how does this guy like still smiling after all this? You know? Uh, <laughs> but before and after the game right? For three games in a row. Yeah, that part's crazy. Yeah. And I did it in Philadelphia as well, right? <laughs> so when the stakes were higher, so you can imagine that that was another story too. So I knew that this would toughen me up because I know that for where I'm going, I'm going to need to have this thick skin and this toughness from being able to hear all of these comments. And I saw at least 999,000 middle fingers. <laughs> um, every word you can call, but guess what? I just kept on going, kept on going. And that's why when that happened on the last night, it was like nothing because it, that had been happening the whole time, right? And that was just to happen to be the moment that, that went, right? And so, yeah, that, that, that's how I saw That's how I decided to interpret it. And I interpreted it by the question that I was asking. And since I decided to focus on that and, okay, I'm going to use this and use it as a way to toughen myself up, I was actually able to win over a lot of people. 
And a lot of people, you know, like this group up to me and like, hey, man, like, fuck the Padres. But we respect you for coming out here and, and doing your thing out here. And, 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 it, and that means, what does that mean? That this cause is spreading, you know, and, they, and they're seeing what I'm doing and they're inspired by what I'm doing. And so mission accomplished. That's what I. That's what I would say. Is the is the questions are, are the source of of pretty much everything. For real, and I I know we need to get wrapping here. A lot of people have DM'd me to say they want to come back on and do episode two. You know, like a hundred episodes from now, and I feel like that's definitely something we'll do in a year or something. Get an update, and it'll be a lot of fun. But in the interest of being respectful of your time today, I'll kind of move into the themed questions. Just before I do, though, you mentioned where you're going. What is your big dream? All right, so the vision for Live Joe Dreams is a world where everyone is living their dreams. Like, imagine that. Every single person. One thing I think the world would be like if everyone was living their dreams is a lot of this division would go away because the filter that I see people through is I see people through the filter of dreamers, like everybody. Like, because everyone, no matter what your gender or your sexual orientation is or your race or your religion or where you came from, we all have dreams and we all have things that we want to accomplish and we want to provide for our families and we want to get to the, we want to make progress. And, and so that is something that's very unifying. I like to, you know, spread that one interaction at a time. And so that's, that's the world of vision where, where everyone is living their dreams. And one of the ways that we plan on accomplishing that, like I touched on earlier, because I said, when it comes to a lot of positive, when it comes to a lot, just anything in general, people want to be entertained, right? And they want to, they want to listen to music. They want to do movies. They want to listen to podcasts and they want to go to theme parks. And so the ultimate vision is to build a Live Joe Dreams theme park. As a matter of fact, multiple theme parks all over the world, places that you can go with your kids or your friends on a Friday night, instead of only being able to just to go to the clubs and everything like that and give an alternative, a place where you can go and be inspired to go live your dream. So then when you go back to work on Monday or whatnot, you are ready to go and you are you know, you're motivated, you're inspired, and, you know, you're having a positive impact on everyone around you. So those are some of the, the ways that we plan on spreading the cause. It's amazing. And I will hold that intention with you forever because I'm excited to see it all come true, you know, in practical terms. And uh, I can already envision it. So I'm certainly sure that you can really envision it. So I'm, I'm excited to see it come to fruition. I usually ask the first theme question is like, what's one piece of advice you'd leave for the next generation? This was really like personal development and self-help specific in many times of this chat. So like I can already tell your blog post that I create is going to have like a, a few pointers that people should do to live their best like personal development, self-help kind of life. So if there's anything else like of those key things in the self-help world that you have or advice for the next generation, what would it be? To do what I just did, of taking a moment to pause and think before you act or before you speak and take a moment to ask yourself, like, okay, what is my outcome? And so basically what I just did right now is, is like pause. I think that's a, that's something that's very small, very practical, and it's something that could be easily applied and that can give big results for people over time. That's huge. I look forward to people hearing that. Uh, what's one thing that you yourself are learning right now? Well... One thing that I am learning is I am learning about the benefits of starting with why. So I'm reading this book right now called, it's the th so every month we have a theme because, you know, we all have a theme park. And so the theme of, 
of this month is Spring Forward. And so I, I sign a, a book to everyone on the team. And the book that is the theme is Start With Why. It has been so powerful learning. Like, for example, if you meet somebody, like when I went to South by Southwest and there was a, it was basically it's a music conference. And I was in this one panel where it was like a, an artist slash industry networking event and they had everyone get in a circle and then the, the host said okay everyone go around and tell us your name and what you do and everyone went around the room saying hey my name is so-and-so i work for this record company and we have all these artists and then the other next person would be like oh my name is this and i do this and i do that and and you know and then what is most people's response when they when you at when they say what they do they're like okay cool whatever you know nice right but what the book taught me to say when it was my turn was my name is Joe Dreams and I believe in using the power of music, film to inspire people to live their dreams because most people give up on their dreams by the age of 30 and I want someone to listen to one of my songs or attend a Live Joe Dreams event be inspired to keep on going and by starting with why I set myself apart in a way to where as soon as everyone broke, there was people who were coming up to me and saying, hey, man, what you said really resonated with me because I believe in putting positive messages and EDM dance type music. And when you when you start with why you do what you do, you attract the people who believe what you believe. And ultimately, that's that's what you really want versus just what you do, what you do without any context to it. And it touches a different part of the brain, actually, when you change the syntax of why you do what you do and you start with why. And it's also helped me in a bunch of different situations, not just with what I do, but just when I'm talking to my team, instead of just telling your team what to do. Tell them, okay, in order for us to do this, 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 and that, and then tell them, and then it'll make a lot more sense and you'll get a lot less resistance and a lot more buy-in, starting with the reason why and thinking of why before you even bring it up to them. So that's that's what I'm learning right now and, uh, and learning how to apply that. And I'm starting to see the results because even this podcast, like you finding me and reaching out and everything like that is a result of of me communicating my why clearly enough to where someone who believes what I believe reaches out and we're like magnets and, and we're, and we're going to find a cause. And so, but if I just told you I'm a hip hop artist, you would have told me, Oh yeah, that's cool. I actually work at a facility and there's a lot of people who want to be hip hop artists there. That's probably how you would have responded. Some, something like that. Right. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, for sure. Keep going and keep crafting that story and how it comes across to people because you're really, really on the way. And that's something we don't have time for today, but like marketing and, and messaging and storytelling are things we can talk about in the future for sure. Uh, the last kind of theme question that I always do is just flip the mic and say, if you were to ask me a question that you think my answering might help people as well, what is a question that you're curious about or something you'd ask me? Well, I kind of asked you earlier when I did the freestyle for you about what your dream for the podcast was, because I saw that theme question in the email and I said, OK, I'm going to ask him what his vision is for for the podcast. Since I already asked you that, let me see what would be another question. What do you want to be remembered for? I feel like one of the most important things that I would list there is someone who kept their ego in check enough to be able to live their priorities and values, which for me is taking care of friends, self-care, wellness, friends, and family first, because without that, the things that we achieve and accomplish to me will fizzle out. And even if it's like some great music or a painting or crazy e-commerce hoodie brand that, you know, makes a hundred billion dollars, like none of it matters if you don't take care of your foundation. 
So I hope that I'm able to see that through. And then because I'm doing that, I hope that I'm remembered for someone who is able to create edutainment to a level that it actually really helps people change their lives. And I would add through a lot of compassion because I think a lot of people that are struggling and you mentioned the like group that you kind of rolled with in high school that maybe we're not up to as much good stuff that I feel like so often people are suffering and struggling and that's why they don't achieve their goals and dreams. And so I hope that I'm remembered as someone who put that kind of stuff aside, like people's behaviors and crap aside to be able to help people and see them for who they really are. I'll plug one other episode. I don't usually reference other episodes, but um, Sister Helen Prejean was someone I had the opportunity to interview. And so much of this conversation was like that in there because she worked on death row for like 40 years and has always been criticized for compassion, but been able to continue to fight through. And so for me, it's like maybe a social media podcast, YouTube version of that. Yeah. All righty. Amen. Yeah. And the last, the very, very last. And thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Like I said at the top, it really, really, really means more than I can put into words. Where can people find your work? I think because you're such a good marketer, it shouldn't be hard. But uh, if people were to support your work, where would you want to point them? Oh, you'll see me in your dreams tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. Yes, you see me in Joe Dreams. And then you can also join the movement on Instagram at Joe Dreams. Don't forget the Z and Spotify and all that stuff, of course. That's huge. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's been an awesome episode and I know it will help people. All right. Have a great one. Yeah, you too. JKL listeners, thank you so much for being here. It's funny to share after talking so much this episode about dreams, but we always do share that our dream is to help millions of people achieve their own dreams. So as meta and esoteric as that may feel, owning your dreams is possible and there is a practical pragmatic way to do it if you follow these episodes and the solos that we create that's what it's all about helping you learn to own your dreams so please do continue to pass the show along thank you to our guest joe dreams he has an incredibly important why and i think we should all do whatever we can to chip in and support those goals As always, we love getting your DMs and comments about the show. If you have any input on guests or topics, please don't be shy. Just let us know. Until the next episode, all the best. And remember, just keep learning. You're one step closer to making your big dreams come true. But there's plenty more where that came from. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you know anyone who might love the show, send them a link. We'll see you next time on Just Keep Learning with Justin at Just Tries.